Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. It must count for something. Reading from Galatians 6 and verse 14, which says, May I never boast except to the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. It is a pattern all over the world that young people are educated so that they can generally pursue a career of their choice, earn a living, be able to provide for themselves, make a contribution to society, and aim to live above the poverty line. Some young people are properly primed to shoot for the more prestigious professions, while there are others who step outside the box and become creative and make great fortunes out of their creativity and risky efforts. Interestingly, Enough, not everyone becomes rich, and some people barely make it financially. But let us talk about a man who had a promising future in the community and walked away from that to pursue a divine calling. We're talking about the first century apostle, Paul. This man had dual citizenship, Jewish and Roman. We first heard about him in Acts when he eventually became the most notorious persecutor of the fledgling church in and around Jerusalem. It was on one of his expeditions to further persecute and arrest some followers of Christ in Damascus that he had a life-changing event that totally redirected his life for the next 30 plus years. His conversion experience lasted three days and culminated with him receiving the following message from God. This man is chosen, is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Imagine three days into this new relationship with God and he receives that message. There are two issues that would determine a different response than that of Paul's. Firstly, God is sending him to take the gospel to the Gentiles. That was a cultural and ethnic travesty. The Jews did not normally have relations with the Gentiles, who they often called dogs. This could be considered an insult of an assignment. The second piece is more personal. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Imagine receiving a job offer after a rigorous interviewing process, and in bold print you read that a major component of this job is a high degree of suffering. <laughs> I already know your response. But Paul did not back down. Paul did not flinch. Paul did not attempt to renegotiate with God. He jumped in with youthful enthusiasm. His ministry for the next 30 plus years was full of action, the script of an epic movie. Paul was not readily accepted by Jews who felt he had betrayed his rich Hebrew background to join the community of Jesus' followers. He was seen with great suspicion among his new community of believers because of his reputation of being their chief antagonist. But he was not deterred. His resume read like that of a superman. He went on three major missionary journeys from Palestine to numerous countries in Europe, sharing the gospel wherever he went, leading people to the Lord, performing miracles. He founded more than 14 churches while dealing with language and cultural barriers. He wrote 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament, many of which were sent to churches and four to individuals. Remember the second piece of his job description? Well, 
Let us hear from the man himself what that turned out to look like. Whatever anyone else dares to boast about, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast about. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and being exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in dangers from bandits, in dangers from my fellow Jews, in dangers from Gentiles, in dangers in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and I have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and, ter- and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concerns for all the churches. Well, how is that for serving God? Who in their right mind would hear the introduction to his career change? I will show him how much he must suffer for my name and still go into that calling with his eyes wide open. I don't know if I could start, build up such an unbelievable account of suffering for the sake of the gospel and did not quit. Almost 30 years later, we find him under house arrest in Rome, about to be executed for what? Preaching the gospel of Jesus. And in his final moments, he writes these words. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, There is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Is this guy for real? This is totally devoted to the cause of Christ. I'm not scaring you, but how much do you love Jesus that you would devote your life to telling others about Jesus or spend a fraction of your busy week to tell them about Jesus? What's a little rejection here and there? What's a little rebuke or ridicule here and there? And yet God is not calling you to suffer. God is calling you just simply tell others about him. It is the least you can do for a God who saved you. Whatever you do for Christ, my friend, know that it will count for something. It did for Paul.